This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You are being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey, where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being, and hopefully you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. Emotional wealth combines emotional intelligence with resilience and the understanding that our emotions give us information. It's really important not to shy away from our emotions or to try and close them down because this can have a detrimental impact on our mental well-being and can end up causing us harm. So for anybody who's ever been told they are too sensitive, now's your time to actually own that and celebrate that because you're not too sensitive. You're wonderfully sensitive. You're feeling those emotions and that is a more healthier way to live and to be. To help us to be more emotionally wealthy, we have a set of presuppositions that help to guide us and to focus us so that we can start to put things in place to start to build up that emotional wealth. This series focuses on those presuppositions and asks the question, How does this help us to work with our emotions and increase our resilience? So today's presupposition is we practice mindfulness regularly. Now, there's a lot been written about practice of mindfulness, and we know that it has the capacity to help us feel more in tune with ourselves and with others and with what is happening around us. We know from studies that that mindfulness can help us be less caught up in our own head and actually focus in on the present moment. So how does this actually help to build up our resilience and help us deal with our emotions? How does it relate to our emotions? Well, we all know that feeling of feeling kind of overwhelmed or carried away with a particular emotion. And it may be something that we don't want to feel, you know, or something that's completely, it comes on as at a very inconvenient moment. Now, obviously at 3B, we're all about acknowledging emotions and, and, you know, leaning in and feeling them when we need to. But actually there are also times when we don't want to be caught up in that and we don't want to kind of just, you know, reside there and it be all about the emotion. And what mindfulness can do is it can help us gain some objectivity and it can help us step out of our emotion and actually look at where we are in that particular moment because we could argue that all we have is this moment and the next moment and the next moment. And actually when we're reminded of that, it's quite a grounding thought, isn't it? It's quite a grounding concept to come back to. And already just thinking about that, 
can take us away from what seemed so overwhelming, what seemed so vital, what seemed so particularly important in that moment. And it can start to help us regulate that emotion, maybe think differently about it, maybe bring about a different feeling that we can replace the existing feeling with. So practicing mindfulness has the capacity to do all sorts of things for us. You know, we can kind of deepen our relationship with ourselves and with our environment and, and, and with other people. And what we're saying in this presupposition is that this is about practicing mindfulness regularly in order to give ourselves that and to kind of build ourselves up in that way over time. So I suppose for each of us individually, what mindfulness is may look like something different. It might be a different kind of practice. You know, like I say, there's lots of things that have been out there that have been written about mindfulness and lots of ways that we can go about this. And it's about finding something that works for each of us, I think. But there's something in there about, for me, about the practice that's about intention. And I think it's that shift that takes us away from being caught up in the emotion or being at risk of acting from the emotion that helps us sort of come back to who we really are and what we're really about and what we really need, if that sort of makes sense. Yeah, it does. I'm, you, you took me, you really took me to the here and now. And actually when you were saying it, it's really powerful when you're, when you're there. It was for me actually just listening to that then because it really did make me think we have got just that moment and we're living that. Actually, you know, when you when you do practice mindfulness, um, when you're in that moment, it feels richer. You, actually, the emotions are heightened in some aspects because you're in that in that moment itself. It's like all I can imagine imagine it too what what I'm thinking is when I imagine this is like something comes into focus after having maybe a little bit of you know not very sharp edges and but suddenly everything comes into focus rather than being that little bit misty or something and I know that might sound really weird to people but that's my take on it that's that's where I go to with this but actually what that also does is it enables me to pick up on what exactly is going on with me and what's going on in the situation or in that time. And it really does help you to sort of slow it down so that you're able to, as you say, respond rather than react you're you're really able to come from a place where your emotions aren't in control you're in control of your emotions and let's face it all of those of us who have ever been called too sensitive before that's what it's about isn't it it's about feeling that you still maintain this control and actually practicing mindfulness regularly really can 
what I really loved is the fact that you have said, and we we do always say that we're really big on, it's not about following us, it's about figuring out how that works for you and we can help with that but it is about you know what makes you tick or if you don't you can figure out what makes you tick you know and whatever mindfulness can be that will work for you and you know it was really funny because not that long ago we were doing some training um in a business that we talk about it's all about mental well-being about trying to have that preventative approach and we'd been talking about doing something that gets you just in that moment so you stop thinking about work and one of the people on the course said oh people were always going on about running and I just thought oh god god no that wouldn't do for me and it's sort of like how what people do some people that's where they find their mindfulness when they run it's they don't think of other things or they're able to think more clearly when they're running the emotions are not as heightened maybe it gives their brain a bit of a rest kind of thing and it was really funny because she said and then I started going on bike rides and somebody else went yeah yeah but it's an electric bike and she went yeah it is it's an electric bike so it's sort of like so to that person it was like yeah but it was electric bike so it's not the same it doesn't have to be because we're all different but to her you know going out on her bike rides suddenly she'd found something that she's heard other people have found with running and she'd found it from doing a bike ride and then somebody else was about painting when they are painting it was that's when they really focused when they got out of their head or other things didn't come into their head because they were more focused that's mindfulness so it isn't always about navel gazing it's not always about watching the branches of a tree but actually you know and I've done it I have done that looked at the branches of a tree and just gone out on my dog walk and suddenly I'm looking at trees and how they were blooming and how the oh lately how the leaves have all been falling off and they were really crisp on the field near me and the dogs were like running in it and it was lovely to hear the crispness of the leaves rather than being all soggy off the rain and stuff which they are now that's mindfulness it's like just a brief moment of mindfulness it can be so many things so you know anybody who you know laughs at the idea of it maybe it's just because they've not found what their mindfulness thing is or things because it can be more than one but all those who we've talked to who've done the running the cycling the painting they've all said actually they're able to deal with their emotions when they finish that far better because they are in a better frame of mind they're more resilient they're more clear and have that clarity they're more able to problem solve so actually this supports their emotions so much more than what you were saying just really took me to that and took me to being in a moment where you know, you just 
you know, enjoying stroking your dog, you know, playing with his belly, which Mojo loves, um, or playing tug with my new puppy, you know, and when she's, she, I'm just in the moment with her, you know, when that's happening and nothing else really comes in and that really supports our mental well-being. But how it supports our emotions is I'm feeling the feelings. They, they are there. You're more able to access them. I love that. You know, I, I think this is really interesting because it what you were saying about, you know, people that have a scepticism about mindfulness. I, mm. I honestly believe it's because it's so simple. I think people think that it's, it, there must be more to it than that. You know, like this amazing kind of magic remedy. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, and it isn't a quick fix, you know. I mean, it can be in the moment. It can be if you, if you kind of practised it. But, yeah, I honestly believe a lot of it's to do with the simplicity of it. It's sort of, well, is that all you're asking me to do? Mm. Is just to kind of notice or, you know, find an activity that I can Im- immerse myself in that I'm just focused on that or just focus on my breathing or you know, just do a body scan where I'm just sort of checking in with myself. And like you say, there's so many different ways to practice mindfulness. And actually, I think once you open yourself up to it, you start to do it, you know, it's about intention, but you also start to do it unintentionally, I think. I think it becomes part of part of who you are. Um, you know, something that I'm one of those people that this is going to sound weird now, Um I see faces in things a lot, you know, out in there. You say it's called a pareidolia. Yeah. And there's like a term for it. So me and my partner, we're all, we just constantly kind of, you know, I was looking at some leaves out in the garden the other day and just, can you see there's a face there and it looks like a mouse. And then I was describing it to him and he went, yeah, I can see it. Absolutely can see it, you know. And it's sort of so that in that moment, we were just having this little minute together where we were looking at the garden, both being completely sort of mindful tuning into our environment and what that actually did was I think just before then we've been having quite a difficult conversation about some things that were kind of going on you know and it was sort of we were both feeling a bit stressed and a little bit kind of tense about you know sort of what was happening and then we kind of noticed this and it just completely shifted our mood you know and sort of our and then I think we came back to the conversation and it was sort of it had lightened it lightened the load somehow and I know that sounds really kind of very very simplistic but that's that's what it that's what it is it's what is what is at its essence I think and I think that's the brilliant thing about it it's completely free it's accessible to everybody and like you say the trick is to find your thing you know sort of what works for you and I think that, yeah, I remember that um, that client was sharing the story about the cycling and she was saying about how she looks forward to that every day and it was helping her to kind of get out and she was noticing the environment where she was living more. She was yes. feeling more connected, not only to herself, but to sort of where she lived and the area around herself. So it's kind of has really far-reaching mm-hmm. potential, doesn't it? Um, and I think what you were saying before about enabling us to feel for me it enables us to feel more fully and more 
it's kind of like I know I always talk about being less reactionary, but it is, it is it's less reactionary and more kind of I'm I'm going to feel this, you know, even if it's an uncomfortable feeling or even if it's some even if it's painful. Mm. It's sort of mindfulness enables us to experience things, yes. you know, kind of firsthand rather than kind of looking in on ourselves or judging ourselves or being being caught up in like what we should be thinking or what we should be feeling it sort of brings us back to what is um and there's a real truth in that and a reality in that that's that's so important I think for our for our mental health for our mm-hmm. mental well-being for for being in tune with with our emotions because we're emotional beings yeah that's what makes me laugh when people go are you too emotional and like (laughs) we've said that oh oh sorry show me the scale where is it I need to get to now then and it's like we are human beings that's the we'd be robots otherwise and how many times have we watched programs and films and stuff like that where you know they're robots and we want them to have emotions we want them to start to feel love and the times that they do it's like oh we've had a breakthrough they now have emotions they're feeling oh it's fantastic isn't it we've got a robot that has these feelings as a human being no 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 you need to put your feelings back in the box keep them in yourself don't show them externally it's madness and actually yeah that whole thing about what you're saying being mindful makes our emotions what I would say deeper I would call it deeper because we really do feel the richness of them and whether that be a richness of what we see as good like joy happy that kind of thing to you know sadness but actually the there is something about that as human beings that it's it's part and parcel of us and we feel we're feeling sadness deeply you know we're really feeling that there's a connection to something there from where you're feeling that sadness from obviously within a within a safe environment um so feelings like pain we might feel so it's like runners you know they they break through the pain barrier those that do marathons they talk about they have to keep going and then they break through a kind of pain barrier well you know if they didn't then they wouldn't be marathon runners so then they'd be trying to get away from feeling that pain but they don't they're bringing it into themselves. They're going, bring it on because I'm going to break through this and get past it and continue and be able to carry on. And that's how this mindfulness really helps with our emotions because it enables us to have that deeper feeling that then enables us to feel richer, hence the emotional wealth. We feel richer as human beings because maybe we're, we're more abundant. We're more able to identify what those emotions are not just happy sad you know good bad but all the different variations in between including neutral kind of thing you know and stuff like that I think it's it's what you were saying before and you were saying this might sound daft and you know there are lots of things I think go on in 
people all over the country and all over the world that think if I say this out loud, it's going to sound daft. But you know what? Does it matter? Actually, it, it, I was talking, I've had a friend come round for a meal last night and we were talking about a situation that I'd got into and my imagination because I always say my imagination's fantastic and a right pain in the bum as well because it'll take me places that are just fabulous and where I can, I'm really creative and stuff. And it can take me to places where I think I'm in a hotel in Scotland. This is where I was. And I thought I was going to be a human sacrifice. I was like in the Wicker Man. And we're talking to her about that. And she was just fine. Do you remember that, Sue? Yeah. <laughs> As I talk, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it was like, so actually I could have kept that into myself because, you know, that may, but it isn't. It's part of who I am. It's my imagination runs riot to the point where I'm on with my partner and going, keep your phone by you because then I can ring you up. I've blocked my door in, but if I need to ring you, make sure you ring the police, but don't ring the police here because they may be in on it. They may be in on the sacrifice like they are in the Wicker Man. My imagination runs riot, but actually there is something about that. So we can sound stupid no matter what, you know what? But actually that is just part of who I am. My emotions are part of who I am. And being able to express them and feel them and be in the moment with them is something that is really important, not just to me, but to everybody. It is vital. I think so. I love that story. Um, <laughs> there's something about what it's making me think about the way that we're talking about mindfulness here. And I think I've always thought this, but it's something about saying it out loud, about articulating it as we're, we're sharing it's it's an it enables us to access our emotions more fully like you were talking before about a, a, a full a fuller spectrum of emotions you know how there's lots of different there's nuances and there's um it's reminding me of a book that I have that's called the field guide to emotions which is a really great book because it sort of like goes into the definition of what the feeling actually is and what it's similar to and what it's the opposite of and then and, and you know it's quite a big book you know there's a lot of it's not a definitive guide by any means but it's sort of it takes you through you know the the, the wide spectrum of, of possible emotions and I think there's something about practicing mindfulness in whatever way it shows up for you that you need to do it that enables you to access that and to feel more fully for me, that's what being a human being is all about. You know, it's about the contrasts and the kind of, you know, the highs, the lows and everything else sort of in between. Um, you know, but if we don't feel things, then, you know, who are we? You know, what's it, what's it worth? What's it for? You know, we talk a lot about achievement, you know, yeah. doing things, but actually being and experiencing and feeling. For some reason, it's very underrated um often because i think it's just you know we talk about how we're not given a manual for our emotions yeah um you know and and a field guide is a kind of a good <laughs> it's a good way but then even that's, that's open to interpretation you know we're each going to have our own take on that but i think there's something about the practice of mindfulness that maybe enables you to write your own manual for yourself you know, and to, and to come up with your own 
interpretations, what you need, and that that's not a fixed thing, you know, because we're always learning. We're always working on ourselves. We're always growing. Okay. And, and that's what emotional wealth is all about. It's about opening ourselves up to those possibilities and to our capacity for, for growth and for to be able to sort of use the information that our emotions are giving us, you know, and to sort of channel that in a way that's, that's more productive or more positive or just more of what we want and need to feel and experience. And I think, I think the practice of mindfulness is one of the presuppositions. Just, I think it's an enabler, mm. you know, for me to sort of help us have more emotional wealth and help us to, as you say, you know, understand more about that abundance and to not close it down and shut it away and run away from it. And bring it out in the open and celebrate it and give time and space to it. 